G'day, it's Monday morning. Welcome to the Mailbags review, Sin City review of the weekend that was at Randwick. It was very wet. It was a heavy nine. It was typical off-season season style racing where three kilo apprentices were winning multiple races and all sorts of goodness was happening like that. Uh, I'm joined by Rob Scurry and Mark Roden to take a look at the meeting that was... Um, Mark, I'll start with yourself. Can you sum up this meeting in three words or less? Uh, not pretty average. Yep. Not very good. All of those uh, sort of short phrases come to mind. Uh, I will say it wasn't. Whoever put up a heavy eight was kidding themselves. It was a heavy ten at best. It was, the, <laughs> it, it was one of the wettest tracks I've seen at Randwick, and that's saying something. It was ankle deep, and they just upgraded it from nine to eight on Friday and left it there. Anyway. Sounds uh, like bringing racing prejudicial to racing. That does. <laughs> And turnover. Yes. Um, but, you know, I look, I, I only had 20 mils. You know, it would have been called off if the, the rain came um, that was just off the coast. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a heap of rain about 10, 15 k's away, but it never happened. Wish uh, I had. Yeah, so we just got that overnight rain. It was about 20 mils. But, yeah, it, it's totally stuffed. Um, I can't see it getting out of, you know, back to a, a, a four uh, before, you know, September. It's funny, isn't it? Because about championships last year, they copped a lot of rain, and I was quite pessimistic about them getting through those meetings. And it seemed to drain quite well, and the track raced okay, um, considering the weather they'd had. And so I thought, you know, something might have changed there. Because Randwick, for a long time, had been a terrible wet weather track and just fell apart if someone left a tap running. But it looked like it had come good. But um, yeah, this is this is back to the bad old days by the look of it. I don't know if it drains, mate. I think that's um, not right. Well, it doesn't yeah, I don't know. Well, something something happened because they were able to. They got through meetings. I reckon they would have lost previously. So something had changed. Well, maybe they're just straight racing for big cash, and the participants wanted to go ahead with the meeting. Yeah, well, that's part of it. But it wasn't. It actually wasn't racing. You know, time suggested it wasn't as the track wasn't too bad. So uh, backing it up with your data. Well done. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're going to review races one, five, seven, and eight. We'll probably touch on the last as well, but we'll start with race one, which is arguably the highlight of the card, the two-year-old race. And uh, Peltzer, Rob Scurry, that's one of your horses that you identified the week before. It's one of your types. Uh, they've gone even for the class, but it's recorded a, a really strong overall figure here. Yeah, like um, only worry was a big, strong horse on a wet track, but by so you think, um, you know, I sh that should have been um, risked, you know. Um, I'm a little bit sad I didn't go a bit harder. The market hated it. Um, $4.14 on Betfair by the end. Um, you know, it was three fifty a week uh, with the scratching, before the scratchings. So the market hated it. Um, the horse they truck loaded out of uh, Red Tracer, you know, the mudder, um, slowly away, uh, got control. Never, ever looked like losing um, $4. They did not know. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, did you have a, uh, an investment at all in, in race one? And I guess uh, how are you drawing a line through Peltzer versus, I guess we've seen McCrura record some good uh, post-season figures and then obviously there's a few others that we've seen throughout the, the year. Uh, where are you putting this guy? Uh, I think this is... I think this is the pick of the winter or, you know, the off-season two-year-olds we've seen so far in Sydney. I think he's very good. Yep. Lovely type of horse. Big big and strong, as uh, Rob said. Uh, I, I did nothing early in this race. I ended up backing him when he got 
to such a big price. I, I had them together, him and Overlord, in my market, and uh, I wasn't obviously the, the very the, the very wet track was muddying the waters a bit, but he got to a silly price. So I had to have something on him in the end. Um, I was a bit surprised the market went like that uh, because when it was a twelve horse field overnight, I thought, well, there might be might be a little bit more pressure for Pelter to deal with. And that might set it up a little bit better for Overlord. And then when it became a six-horse field and there was no pressure in the race, and Overlord looks like he's got a racing, you know, that mm-hmm. get back style suits him, then they came for him. That just that was very odd to me. I thought, I thought in a bigger field that would Pelzer would be disadvantaged, comparatively disadvantaged, and in the smaller field, Overlord was going to be disadvantaged. And six scratchings came out, and and they just jumped into Overlord. I thought that was odd. Amazing. Idiots. He's got something overlord. He's he's second to Pelzer show that he's got ability. Um, Yeah. Yeah, But then he PR'd on a softest track. You know, isn't he just a Wednesday kind of Saturday kind of horse? Just a a horse? I I think he can win a Saturday race. But um, you're right about him PRing. He he came up the the fence, um, you know, didn't, didn't go around a horse. And, you know, his, his closing sectionals look good, but he, he got every chance to do that. And the setup just looked a bit wrong on Saturday. Slowly away. Um, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah, good, good. I think he's a good horse, uh, Peltzer. I've got I think him he's away good. now. Yeah. I, I, I think he's... Well, I, I'm not really... Who's to know what, what, what to do with a two-year-old outside the Spanen? Um, seems pretty thin, you know? The three-year-olds could be interesting. Let me on track. Let me find out. <laughs> Oh, this thing will get a mile on his ear, and you know he's, he could be a cork of guinea source. You know, well, as I said, I was, I was saying, you know, he's by so you think, which I thought his stallion fee at fifty grand is actually quite reasonable when compared to the autumn slug. I think he's eighty. Uh, you know, yeah, so so you think the best looking horse in the last twenty years, probably. Oh, and- we can- yeah, well bred himself, um, yeah. champion race horse, and and the so you think get ground and handle the wet. There's a, they seem like a pretty good investment, don't they? Yeah, probably gonna you know if you get a filly, it's probably gonna you know will be worth something because you know high chaparral is it's it's you know it's a totally different line to so much of the horses around in Australia. I suppose so. The problem mate. from a, a, a stud fee perspective is they're not gonna uh, you know go for a million at the Magic Millions or anything. Which is all the game's about these days. Oh yeah, well, but, well, you know he's unlikely to sire a slipper or Magic Millions winner, so he's a second-rate sire as far as the market's concerned. Well, you know it's all opinion, isn't it? The Japanese they love the long-distance races. It'd be worth it. maybe that you know one of their big, big billionaires come over and buy him off Coolmore. Oh. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm just illustrating just how upside down our wedding industry is. How upside down racing is, but we will continue. Oh, Hopefully we'll get that message across by the end. We'll see, Rob. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath, though. Uh, we'll go to race five, which is over 1,100 metres, Coruscate. Um, won a very slowly run race. They've gone 10.8 lengths slow to the 600. And, uh, yep, it's just been too good for the other four horses. Uh, Rob, yourself, Coruscate, any thoughts on this race? Well, again, market didn't know, did they? Um, big, big drift. Um, you know, I, I almost thought about backing Southern Lake just because you know he's a wet tracker and this looked his race, but um, luckily I didn't. I didn't. Um, but yeah, the the winner, Piard, nice ride, uh, fit. You know, 
third up or something. How did it get to 460 in, in a five-horse field? Mark, I'll throw to you. Yes, uh, I ended a bit like race one. I'm glad we talked about those two races. Actually, they're the only races I had any sort of collect on on what was otherwise a total blackout. Um, and it was for the same reason as Peltzer. I had uh, Coruscate and Southern Lad reasonably close together, and when, when the market picked one, I went for the other. Um, he, he got to over four dollars as well, didn't he? Seems four, yeah, amazing. It was too big. It was too big, and um, yeah, proven wet track. I know Southern Lad won on it too, but it just seemed too big a price. And once he lobbed outside the leader, it was on very good terms with myself. Um, I originally, this was another one that got sort of changed by scratchings. I thought Southern Lad was going to map wide in the bigger field. So I was actually very keen on Coruscate on Friday. And then this, all the scratchings came out. And I thought, well, Southern Lad could even, they could even ride him forward here, but they, they didn't. Um, and I, so I thought his map looked a bit better. So I ended up just bringing them together. They were pretty close together. In the uh, well, they went far enough apart in, in the early betting, and then but then yeah, the drift came and he got back a little bit. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's just an open handicap, just a race, isn't it? All passes time, it'll be better on a drier surface. Um, yeah. oh, in, it, encouraging run in Victor's Prince, first up for two years or something. Or, yeah, look for look forward in the yard. I think I had it second in the numbers. Um, yeah. and, well, if that's a, a tick, then I coruscate third in the numbers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, what, what, he, he didn't miss the start, you know. I, I had a little bit of a tap when, once he jumped with them. Lizzie <laughs> had him on top from the yard, you know, power to her. All right, very good. We'll have a look at race seven, which was, uh, in terms of overall figures on the punting form data, it was the best figure of the day. With a spoon for Louise Day, first league of a riding double. And in this race, they've gone fast to the 600, 4.8 lengths fast for the class. Mark Roden, did you find with a spoon? I did not, and I'm a bit annoyed about it too. I, after the race, it was it was findable at the price. Um, Very. Going to be on speed with no weight on a track that wet. You could make a case for her. Uh, I thought uh, I, I back switched. I thought in the run uh, that switched was going along quite nicely, and that Witherspoon was going too hard, and she'd fold up and switched to get over the top of it. But she just kept getting further in front. Unfortunately, <laughs> switched to beat the others. But um, yeah, it was never really going to win it. Uh, it has gone good time. I would say just one thing for the data fans out there. Uh, reset day. There was a southwesterly wind, which will uh, probably flatter the times of the shoot races a bit. This has got the twos form, doesn't it? With a spoon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In a very, very, they all went very, very good time, and that horse backed that up. Um, yeah. How did we miss this? You know, back in the day, you know, when I was a mug punter, um, maybe still am, but um, three kilo claimers on wet track leaders. Yeah, uh, just cool. bet until it fucking hurts. Well, you know what? You know what put me off is she's got some decent wet track form in the past. But last time she was on one, I don't, I didn't back it myself, but uh, she ran it on a pretty really wet Wednesday at Warwick Farm, and led him up over eleven hundred metres and didn't get to the home turn. It was first beaten. I thought, uh, maybe I, I, I see that happening again. You've got to be forgiving with yeah. these sprinters, like on pace. You know, they drop their hands and and Warwick Farm on a Wednesday, probably leading on the inside or something. There was you know, fence, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> to get wide track usually. On a I suppose. I mean, the same. I could see the same thing happening again. Maybe it could have only got to the home turn on Saturday. Exactly. But it was seventeen bucks or something. It's so. a, oh, it's sick. It's sick. Yeah. You just need to read the twos. It led. You know, it led a good horse. Anyway, we we, we um, 
I think I had something on all stand each way, but it was a no bet race for the mailbag subscribers from me. All right. Well, race eight, the octagonal handicap. It's only a handicap. Why name a handicap after octagonal? Surely it's worth a bit more than that. Anyway, man of peace one for Louise Day once more. Um, they went even for the class, like pretty much bang on, 0.3 lengths slow to the 600. So perfect uh, rating there on the front runner and held off outrageous. They basically went around in formation for the most part. Uh, Mark Roden, did you follow Louise Day on man of peace? Not a man of peace. <laughs> Just an octagonal. If his name was Colgate Optic White, they'd name a good race after him, but he's uh, down on that one. Um, yes, a, a running double for Louise on Man of Peace, who uh, has done this kind of thing before. Um, he was back on in the spring carnival of 2018. Rachel Hunt did the same thing uh, over 1,200 that day, led all the way, 49 kilos that day, 51 today. Obviously, loves the wet. Uh, on pacer. On pacer, yeah. Um, yeah, good effort. And held off. Uh, I don't think she outgunned Tim Clark. Tim Clark was throwing everything at outrageous. He's just a bit camera shy, I think. Mm. Yeah. Sh- 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 traded short, outrageous. Yes, I was watching um, And then he, he fired in the protest. He, he might have been a bit embarrassed uh, losing to the three kilo girl and just tried to. Uh, rescue it in the steward's room, but uh, didn't even get that. Oh, yeah, look, I'm, I'm glad they didn't uphold it. Sad. I kind of actually, I, I backed the fucking win of the place, and it's yeah. one of my, I backed it that day with Rachel Hunt on it, and, um, yeah, I was really kind of warmed to it too late. You know, being number 12, um, I wasn't really thinking, I was watching the tally in the other ones. <laughs> and anyway, um, yeah, it, 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 it's a good, good half-decent type, and he just love, loves the wet, and you know, um, if I backed at the win, the protest would have gone the other way. Um, on on apprentices, Poi got another double. Is there anyone you boys are kind of following out around Australia? Like Bailey Nordov's now outridden his claim. Um, is there anyone anyone out wide in WA, Pete? That you know the punters should be following. Question without notice. Uh, yeah, not not for mine, not just yet. And is Tom Sherry just a, still just a bet at $4 or more anywhere, Mark? Do you no, like finding Tom Sherry? I think they've... Market's got him about right now. He's... Don't be scared of backing, backing him if you like when he's on because he's a, probably a class above provincials, but um, yeah. Mark doesn't doesn't tend to miss him, I don't think. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, he still got one home the other day. I was, I was sick in place somewhere, Musclebook or something. $8, $10. Yeah. Sherry. He's a good fighter and he, he's getting a great grounding in the, in the bush and... Um, this is the same sort of path Robbie Dolan um, followed. Um, Robbie's plateaued a bit now, but he sort of burst onto the scene when he first came to town uh, with his... Yeah, he did. Claim, and you can see Tom doing the same thing when he was. All right, very yeah. good. We'll uh, touch on the last. Uh, Blazing Miss got it done here for Robbie Dolan. Uh, they've gone 2.3 lengths slow for the class. Um, Mark Roden, for yourself, how did you see race nine? Yeah, well, I saw the early markets and St. Covered Spirit was favourite, so I wanted to bet in it. I didn't like her at all. She was going to get back. She was down a distance. Um, you know, the Dawn Passage form looked, looked great for a, you know, very ordinary mares, Phillies mares race, but uh, I, I thought it was beatable. So I went looking and I found this thing that was first up and down in the weights and one on heavy uh, with, with an apprentice on called Louise Day, called Voir, and I thought, gee, this will... Um, 
this will be a price because she's on it. Uh, I did a bit of digging. I think it was the first time she'd ever ridden on the Randwick course proper Saturday. Um, uh, so, yes, yeah, it was $23 on Thursday. I thought, well, this will be, yeah, this will be all right. So I've had something on it. And then coming into the last, um, she's bobbed up and ridden two in a row. So I'm asking her <laughs> to ride a hat-trick uh, at, on her first look at the Randwick course proper. And I thought to myself, well, it's been $20 early into about $10 now, but the right, right price is about a trillion to one. And uh, actually got my hopes up for the first half of the race. Um, jumped well, and she she let it stride up on the inside, like she'd run the previous two races up the inside, but the horse just... The fitness race nine on the very wet track. It was obviously a quagmire by then, and it, it carved up at the home turn. But uh, yeah, it was, I'm very pleased for Louise Day personally that she had such a big day out the first go at Randwick. But um, yeah, I, I knew my fate before race nine. I think. Rob, did uh, what, what did you think of race nine? Did you have any thoughts at all? Uh, yeah, I, I backed five runners in the race, if you believe it, <laughs> for a very very small outlay, just because I was, you know. Need to do something for the punters. Can't just keep saying no bet, no bet. Um, and yeah, Blazing Miss was one of them. Looked like it held its condition. Um, honest, honest horse. Uh, Robbie Dolan, last race. Robbie, got any stats on that, Mark? Darren, I, don't, Flin- I, heard, I heard Mr. Flindell call him last race, Robbie. He doesn't ride many winners full stop these days. They must all be in the last. That's it. Well, Darren's keeping the stats on that, I guess. Um, <laughs> I said it last week. There goes Darren Flindell. I must remember to thank him. <laughs> that's right. Ah, uh, that's a David Brent office line for anyone out there. Um, yeah, look, what, what can we say? You know, I think I think that's going to be the last one of these we're going to do for a while, boys. Um, I can't get on track. Um, I had a bit of an idea about how to get on track. Um, I'm sure the AJC is wondering what they're going to do with their memberships. I certainly haven't heard anything or, you know, when we're likely to get back on track. But um, I was thinking that, you know, we should, oh, they should, um, you know, offer members the ability to get back on track with, uh, you know, the owners and, and the other participants. Um, and, and, you know, f- that way they don't have to refund those those members. So I just thought that was a, um, something to get me on track quicker. I'm always thinking about that. Thoughts? Would they get more than a 1,000 this time of year to the races? Probably, probably not. Yeah. Well, if it, you know, if we started with the members like that, and that's a way for them to save some money and get me on track. You know, I, I'm not always trashing the AJC. I've, I've got good ideas for them. Anyway. Yeah, it's worth, no, worth a look. Um, yeah. But who, who, who do I go to, to, to get that idea to? And, um, you know, RIP, uh, the patron saint of racing, Richard Irvine. No longer. Well, you just go, uh, go straight to the source. Go, go to uh, Peter Blandy's. Mr. Wobble. I know he's not ATC. I know he's been on... He, He's an ideas man. He'll uh, he'll know the right people to call and get it done for you. I, I got an email from Peter Volandis one Wednesday morning when I just emailed the generic Racing New South Wales contact email address yeah. about their website having issues, and he emailed me back personally five minutes later. But, so well, he might, get... might like a bit of a micromanage, old Pete, so he, he might get this done for you. Well, yeah. Whenever you get the uh, the feed for the Japanese racing, you know, work out a deal with them. Because uh, they've got decent mounting yard coverage. I know Dicko was was outraged with the mounting yard coverage on Racing.com, and I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky to have, you know, uh, Greg in the team. He was trying Sky. to um, organise a bit of a, a, a Twitter mob to um, storm Racing Victoria or, or <laughs> Racing.com, wasn't he? He was trying to use social media clout to um, 
Yeah, yeah. Forms these people. Anyway, well, what can you do? What can you do? Um, I guess they've got to, you know, investigate jokes. Um, but we'll get on. <laughs> exactly right. Um, who knows when? So, yeah, I, I think this is the last one of these for a while, guys. So uh, it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure having you both on to review the Sydney racing every week. Um, look, we'll, we'll give, it, give it a couple of months off and then look how things are happening in the spring. Uh, certainly we'll have some better horses and some better races to talk around uh, that time of year. But until then, Mark Roden, Rob Scurry, it's been very good to have you on board. Mark, for yourself, we'll just touch on the week ahead for Winning Edge Investments and Champion Bets. What's it looking like? Uh, Newcastle tomorrow, then... Uh... I haven't actually, it's wherever they are, Wednesday, might be Kinzo. Uh, I'm not sure. But it's certainly Newcastle tomorrow. Then we've got uh, Metro Wednesday, Provincial Thursday. Pretty stock standard week. Yeah, I think it's probably good, the, the right time to have a hiatus. It's just, we're just going to be saying the same things every week for, for a while now if we stayed on. So, uh, But it certainly has been a lot of fun, so and look forward to it coming back. All right, very good. Well, until then, uh, have a good couple of months off to you both, and we'll catch up uh, in the springtime. All right, talk to you then. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, Pete.